This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 714 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Find them online at kppusa.com. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horse.com's weekly horse health report on the Horses in the Morning Show, episode number 531. The Horse.com digital editor Michelle Anderson and Dr. Jones of Florida Equine Veterinary Services join the Hit'em crew for the latest on equine influenza. But first, let's hear from our sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products. Spooky, tense, edgy, unfocused. If these words describe your horse, a calming supplement could make training easier and riding more fun. Trouble-free paste from Kentucky Performance Products is scientifically formulated to support proper nervous system function and help your horse maintain a more confident, focused, and relaxed disposition. Trouble-free contains a blend of ingredients that support your horse's normal nerve cell and muscle function and is available in a convenient 80cc oral dosing syringe containing two 40cc servings. Ask for trouble-free from Kentucky Performance Products at your local feed and supply store or go to www.kppusa.com. And now, on with today's tip. Hey, Dr. Jones. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, you guys are going to talk a little bit about equine influenza, and I know that there are some cases that have been going around internationally. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently... Uh, Irish ponies were suspected in a French equine flu outbreak. They came over, they were bought at some sales in October, and they've now confirmed 19 cases with two deaths. So let's talk about how important vaccinating is. Tell us what, tell us what everything is. Tell, take it away, Michelle. Okay. Well, yeah, so we, we have had this case that we've reported on, on the horse.com with uh, this sale in Ireland and spread of influenza in Europe. And then here locally where I'm at, um, you know, it's come up that, that we've had some influenza going around. So um, I just got back from this infectious disease symposium <laughs> that we were just talking about before you joined us, Dr. Jones. Um, and so I've seen the worst of the worst and how everything can kill my horse. So <laughs> so yeah. I wanted to talk to, to you this morning and get some information about what I should be doing for my horses now that we have some flu going on. Um, right now. Is this a a typical time of year for influenza? Yes, uh, the summer times are not a high time for that because of the warm temperatures. So the bug doesn't really grow well in extreme heat. So when we get down into the cooler temperatures, you'll see more of this virus coming about. Mm -hmm. So what are the clinical signs of equine influenza? Same as any other snotty nose, whether it's bacterial or viral, um, you'll have the nasal discharge, lethargy, lack of uh, exercise, um, just listless, sometimes they go off the grain. Um, you may not even get the snotty nose initially. You can get a temperature, but not always. But the snotty nose is the key culprit that you've got an issue going on besides the um, listlessness or lethargy. Okay. 
And you know, Jamie mentioned these cases in Europe uh, and that a couple of horses have died from that. So that's <laughs> my next question was going to be how serious is it? Well, it's got a higher morbidity than mortality, and those are big fancy words to say it's easier to spread than it is to die from. Mm -hmm. So there are cases that horses do pass away from it, but that depends on the extent of it. It's usually secondary bacterial issues going to pleuronemonia mm -hmm. um, that's, or septicemia. Those are your final culprits that would lead to death. Um, but the flu bug itself is very contagious, and Europe itself, has a very good program to try to prevent it by having passports for horses. And on their passports, they're supposed to have flu vaccines done every six months. And they should be documented in those passports. So they really try to control it well in Europe. Here, the passports aren't as required um, unless you're doing an FBI-level uh, show. And at the Infectious Disease Symposium, one, I saw some uh, stuff on pneumonia that was very frightening, <laughs> very oh. scary stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll be reporting on that um, on, on the horse in the coming months. But also um, with the, the spread here in the U.S., California had some really interesting things that they've been doing to help limit the spread of infectious disease, especially influenza. Are, do you know of any other things that are done in, in the states, or is it up to show management and boarding facilities to really crack down on, on um, that getting spread? Oh, yeah, just like they're experiencing in the racing world right now, the less government intervention, the better um, is the attitude. And so there really isn't any general rules, even coming from USEF, regarding uh, housing in the animals at shows or at your own boarding facilities. I always recommend that if any new horses are coming in, just like we've discussed before on the show, they go into what they call a welcome barn, which is away from, even pastured away from the other horses. And you give them their quarantine period, I always say one month, but 14 to 21 days is the usual um, incubation period for some of these bugs to transfer, or to be incubating in a horse and spread it to the next. So when you go to a show, you really can't, have everybody in their own separate barn or our own separate stall, so you have that risk of them being housed next to each other, and vaccines would be your best prevention in those, in those situations, as well as not sharing water buckets and not going nose-to-nose -nose and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so I was also going to ask, how is it spread? So is it mostly the nose-to-nose -nose contact, or can it be spread through, like, grooming tools, or you mentioned buckets. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you have a um, brewing tool that for some reason got some sort of nasal discharge on it, yeah, they call those fomites, meaning they're carriers. They they don't uh, produce more virus within that brush or rag or whatever you've got. But if you quickly go from one horse to the next, it's almost as if that horse touched nose to nose. So, yeah, keeping separate tools for each animal, whether it's a rag to wipe off their face before you go into the show ring and wipe off the saliva around the mouth, is um, recommended. Each horse has their own, as well as the, the brushing. But mostly it's nasal uh, discharge or cough and snort. So as we've discussed before, they can go up to 35 feet when they cough or snort. And so you think about those stalls in a barn or the showgrounds, they're pretty close together. And an aisleway might be 10 feet across or it might be 12 feet across. That's still just not enough room to keep your horse safe. Yeah. So what horses are most susceptible to influenza? I would say those that are immune compromised. So what does that mean? That means babies, because their immune system hasn't developed quite well yet. 
the aged horse who might be having some immune compromised situations due to their age, and those that are having um, certain disease processes going on, uh, metabolic insufficiency, um, insulin resistance, horse or deficiencies in, and insulin resistant horses tend to be immune compromised as well as any other ones that just maybe came off of a uh, some sort of uh, treatment of a wound or uh, surgery where they had to use uh, a lot of their fighting immune cells to battle that disease or that process, and then you ask them, you introduce them to a virus, and they're going to be more susceptible. And then, of course, stress drops your immune system just like it does for you and I. Mm -hmm. So, if your horse is a horse that you're you're traveling with quite a bit. Is that stress and exposure going to make them more likely uh, Absolutely. to catch it if they get exposed? Absolutely. I mean, I know there was that big herpes outbreak that we talked about uh, months ago, and, uh, you know, people worry about commercial hauling. You can still get flu through the commercial hauling haulers as well, too. So um, you need to protect your horses, whether you're hauling them or they're going commercial or you're going to a show for these diseases. It's just like kids at a daycare. They're going to have... Um, more higher chances of getting viruses because they're in a stressed environment. They're not at their home, and then they're amongst other germ carriers because of their low immune system. And you mentioned vaccination. What is the vaccination protocol that's recommended for influenza? It'd be a twice a year AAP recognized um, influenza, but can be more than that depending on your showing and your uh, area. So if you have an outbreak, you might want to do it a little more than every six months. Um, for the intramuscular vaccine, and if you're at a you know status quo and you're just occasionally trail riding, your every six months might work well for you. There is another vaccine that's out there. It's an intranasal vaccine. It's a very good vaccine. Um, sometimes the administration of it is not so great, but the uh, intranasal vaccine um, does a, a fantastic job of covering the mucosa of uh, the area that gets attacked by the virus, and that vaccine is given once a year. Um, up the nose and mm -hmm. uh, can be very beneficial. On the babies, they still recommend every six months with that one because of their immune system. Yeah, and I, I laugh at that because my horse, the intranasal uh, vaccine, he never had an issue with the vet until he started getting up, up his nose. He really doesn't like that, so that's a lot of fun. We, we wait until he's knocked out having his teeth done. I, that's exactly what I recommend to my clients and anybody out there in the world is that if you're going to use that vaccine and it's going to be done once a year on your horse, you usually do your dentistry once a year. Or if you have a uh, gelding cheese clean that might mm -hmm. need sedation, do it while they're sedate. And make yeah. it a very, you know, easy experience for the owner, the veterinarian, and the horse because it can be a little dangerous when they're getting quite upset with the intramuscular. So in, in my area, we did have our local equine hospital posted on Facebook that they'd had some cases of influenza, had seen some cases, and, um, and just they put out the clinical signs so that everyone was aware of it. And so I ran out and, and to my feed store and bought uh, vaccines for my horses. Should I talk to my vet before I give those? Or yeah, because they're off the counter. Yeah, if you're using the intranasal, you may not have to booster it. So definitely talk to your vet about your boostering program. Um, and some of the feed store vaccines, uh, there's different variations on the flu, and we could get into the specifics of it, and, and I would actually refer you to an immunologist on that discussion because they have, like, the Kentucky 94 and uh, all different varieties of flu bugs in that vaccine. 
and you really need to know which variety is in your outbreak, and your veterinarian would be a little bit more apt at guiding you down to the proper vaccine that would cover that particular outbreak. It is um, not difficult to diagnose it, but it's a viral swab that they do of the nose. It's not your typical culture you would do for a bacterial infection. It's a viral swab. It has to be sent off to particular labs for that viral swab to be evaluated appropriately. So, you know, to plan to spend a little extra time in getting your results back and maybe a little extra money in um, getting the diagnosis. But it's good to differentiate it from the rhino back, uh, rhinovirus, which also can cause snotty noses, but that's also the one that, which is also called herpes, the one that most people get frightened about because of the neurologic form. Mm -hmm. So it's good to differentiate from one to the other and know that you've got influenza and not the rhinopneumonitis or the herpes. Oh. And in the end, it seems like vaccination is just such an inexpensive way to protect our horses from these contagious diseases that could cause much bigger problems. Uh, oh, yeah, it's the cheapest way to go. I tell people that, you know, granted it's a snotty nose, not too many horses would die from a snotty nose, especially if you jump on treating it right away. And when 